From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang went off from black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek, it's DC TV, all the Arrowverse shows. I love saying Arrowverse because I know it annoys Terry. Uh, well, it was first, so well, I, guess. You know, I can give you that. Already you think this week's Arrow is going to be better. This <laughs> is week four, uh, Supergirl, Flash, Legends and Arrow. I'm Ben Mitchell, hello. Hi. And Terry, hi. Hello. Yeah. Uh, you had some homework last week. You had to go and bring in your sonic screwdriver. Sonic How'd you go? Screwdriver, I'm ready screwdriver. For it. Where is it? Uh, Don't see it. Where are you hiding it in that dress? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring it, did you? I forgot it. It's sitting in my drawer. Well, lucky for you, I've gone to great lengths to find one. How's that? Is that it? It well, it's probably an I older know. version of one. It's not the but yeah, it sounds, it's close enough. It'll do. Close enough? <laughs> See, I don't know. Mitch, do you know what the Sonic no screwdriver is? No It does kind of sound like that, but that sounds like an an older, ver- like a previous Like the 70s doctor's. version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I reckon. After school in the 80s. Yes. That sort of business. Pretty much. Yeah, I can't remember. But I'm still happy Nor with it. Nor did I watch no. it. <laughs> Nor am I that old. I mean, that's what I was meant to say. Um, anyway, Mitchell, time codes. You're going to whack those in for people who don't give a oh, shit. I'm going to be whacking it all shows. day up on the uh, description of the podcast. Did I say you'll be whacking it all day? Yes. You certainly did. <laughs> and let's kick off with Supergirl. Um, yeah, I'm. Look, hey, what I realised when I was watching this and. I, I thought back to how we just attack the shows. I think this week what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to only speak positively but a couple of little nitpicks. So we won't hear from you for very much. So, yeah, you guys just have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I thought it was a good episode. How powerful is is Maggie's scene. Now, I know oh. you said before, Terry, oh, no, it's going to be about them having kids and it's going to be shit. And I called it. It's I be... was right. You were right. Tell me you welled up a little bit. No, because I said really? they're going, off oh, for f***'s sake. Here oh, my go. God, you are I cold. You are cold. Come on. That scene after the singing okay. thing. Are we watching a DC superhero show or are we watching The Bold and the Beautiful? Well, granted, I you like know. both. Yeah, granted, you love Bold and the Beautiful. But <laughs> I was watching Supergirl. I wasn't watching B&B. So it's like, really? I'm over that already. At, I mean, at risk of infuriating a you know, former member of this particular show, a guest, if you will, Maddie, um, don't you want character stuff in? Like, I do, this but is a, a we've, we've said for a long time, this is the best this relationship the this episode. show has ever seen. All four episodes have been about them two and the Because they're the best part and, of it, though. Like, And they're the side they're the side story, you know? Yeah. It's the subplot. Yeah, Isn't just, it good to have some substance? Well, it is, but I'm over that already. Well, Plus, I already predict, I think, in the last episode of the last season that one of the... But that, um, Maggie will die anyway. You reckon Maggie will die? Well, I was going to say, is this the beginning of the end? She wants totally. kids. She finally yep. cracks under pressure and says, you know, opens herself up to Kara and says, I want kids. I'm going to say that, that scene, because that was one shot. Like, they didn't cut back to Kara for a long time. And even when they did, she goes, <laughs> yeah. And then they cut back to Alex. But oh, I don't know whether it went for 30 or 40 seconds and she went through a range of emotions and I'm going to say that is the best acting we've seen in two and a half seasons of Supergirl. Bring it in. That it, was fantastic. It, she was, was brilliant. I, I believe... I er, and, and the acting and everything. Whatever, you were cold as ice. <laughs> you were as cold story. as the ice that was in my drink. <laughs> Seriously. No, no I like... Killer I'm, Frost over there. I mean, it wasn't going to be all that episode was about. It was interesting that at the start they said, previously, on Supergirl. And then it had them going, oh, I want kids. I don't really want kids. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it's okay. New episode. I'm like, is that 
all we need to know about this. Obviously, it's all going to be new content, which it was. Now, on top of that, like that was saved until the very end, where I'd almost forgotten that we should have been expecting that that's you know storyline. This was the best Kara heavy episode in a long time as well. She like featured that. in this so much more than she did last week, because she was a side yeah. character in well, her own show. She was a god. She was a she god was a in god. this episode. I thought she was. I actually really did like this episode too, Ben. I I, I like the idea of exploring what that character would be seen as in a real world situation. Yeah, and if people you g- would be thinking she's a religious icon. Yeah, because she is a god. Yeah, she's basically doing. What Thor would do, really, and he's considered a god. But so right? Superman has anyone created a religion in Metropolis over Superman? He's been doing it for how many years? That's a good question, and maybe we can answer that in the spin-off <laughs> series. <laughs> maybe it was in a Lois and Clark season four episode or something. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, even before I knew where this episode was going to go, I loved the inclusion of the uh, of the shot from that guy's point of view looking at the window seat on the plane yeah and you see Kara standing there she turns around he sees who it is and his life's changed and then you just see her just up into the sky like lightning quick obviously I love seeing shots like that I reckon in in Superman Returns the 2006 Brandon Routh um, Superman movie there was a great shot it was a nothing sort of cutaway scene. You know, you see him as Clark Kent, and then all of a sudden you just see this random character walking along a street in Metropolis and then just sort of turn back and look into the sky. And then out of nowhere, between buildings, you know, blocks and blocks away, you see this tiny dot sl- slowly get lower, lower, lower over the street, flies over this guy's head and just fly back up in, in between the buildings, higher and higher. And I thought that those scenes, those shots where you just see this godlike character from a normal person's point of view we spent an entire episode or an entire movie with Supergirl or Superman we appreciate how amazing they are but they're still kind of normal in that setting whereas we see it from a normal person's point of view I love that and then to expand on that in this episode where this guy had a life changing you know tragedy happen and he created I mean as, as messed up as it was I, I believed it. I believed it absolutely. You know, wanting to kill everyone towards the end, maybe not as much as creating a cult around it, but it was an interesting yeah, Well, he had to expansion. be a villain in some way, or had to something had to go down. I yeah. mean, it is, as Terry points out, a DC superhero show. We need some action. Yes. But yeah, I... I wow, I thought it was a great episode. And a good tie-in, too, because last week was all about the fathers... And this week was um, and had the, re- the slash daughters slash daughters yeah and it even at the end tied in with uh, John Jones and his father they they did that again so it was all it's all very family and look maybe a little bold and the beautiful Terry <laughs> <laughs> but it was good um, moving on to my nitpicks and there's not many but I just want to know from a technical point of view so from what I understood and again don't read comic books. Please hold the hate mail. From the 80s movies of Superman, I thought that when Krypton exploded, the act of the explosion made those rocks radioactive to Superman. And when they rained down as meteorites, that's why it was bad, right? But how is soil from Krypton, before it exploded, radioactive to him? Or her. See, I don't know the rules of the comics either. What I've always interpreted is that because he has, his entire life has been on Earth, even though he is Krypton-born, his cells are Kryptonian, basically, the yellow sun radiation of our sun has turned him super-powered, but he is allergic now. Because of that transition, because of that change, he is now allergic to his own planet. Right. So it wasn't necessarily the explosion that made them radioactive to him or poisonous to him. It's just the fact that they are what they were. So that soil being in that craft or whatever it was, it was kryptonite because it was from krypton. It didn't need to be part of the explosion. So as an extension then, we can assume, let's say, that uh, any technology at all has been made on krypton using elements from... Krypton. Mm. Yeah. So everything should be everything should be radioactive. <laughs> yeah. The pod, uh, the bloody th- uh, the obelisk she was carrying around. 
that you know what you raise a great point because you think even back to Superman the movie you know as long as we've been seeing Superman anything beyond the beyond the comics where they could have changed things or even in the comics themselves yeah he should be allergic to the pod that his uh, yeah that his that he travelled to Earth in should be allergic to his suit theoretically yeah in, in certain iterations and Lois and Clark his mum stitched it up from bloody fabrics lying around she got from Spotlight or something I don't know but um. <laughs> You know, other iterations like uh, Man of Steel, it was a suit that was there waiting for him to put it was on. So, for him. yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's made from Kryptonian yeah, elements. I don't know, as I'm far just, as we know. Yeah. And speaking of Kryptonian elements, how was that guy able to read Kryptonian and know how to use that obelisk? Which is like, was there an English manual lying around that he knew? What well, I think the um the 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 person who was um on the the hologram that showed them the bits and pieces because they pushed a button and then there was a hologram talking, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm gonna say they had a universal translator and the hologram, <laughs> the hologram display, and then taught him how to use it. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I can kind of go know. with a bit of a TV show on that one. Like, surely he had a bit of time. He had what two years? Yeah, two and a bit years out. of obsessing yeah. over it. And did you, you know. guys know at the start that that was a flashback to the plane? No, not until not I saw first. Alex stand up. Actually, no, not until I saw actually Supergirl step out of the water and onto the wing. Yeah. Because I thought, wow, Alex was on this plane. Why didn't she call Kara? But then you realise, no, she did. This is two years old. Yeah. Yeah. But what got me about that, I enjoyed that entire scene until Alex got up. Don't worry, I'm FBI. What the f*** does that have to do with anything when you're on a plane that's crashed? <laughs> that's Seriously. right. Seriously. I got this. My badge. Fl- oh, Yay! there's our 10 minute warning. <laughs> Any other notes, guys? Um, for me, I think um, a little nitpick that I had was Kara has flown off to the stadium to stop this bomb from going. A hockey game, wasn't it? Was it a hockey game that was happening? Whatever uh, was, going on. was going on. And John Jones is sitting back there just sort of shit like ass. commanding shit things. And I'm like, there is no reason. No reason says, you wouldn't have flown off no. with her to try and stop shit. And then when he does exactly. say, Wynn says, no, you won't make it. Yeah, you won't make that, it. You would have made it 10 minutes ago. Yeah. In fact, aren't you as fast as a speeding bullet? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is and you can keep up with her. They so. seem to race each other pretty but well. But the motorbike, yeah. that, the motorbike that, that'll make it, of course. What oh, when Alex, Alex takes off. On the motor- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she gets there. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, she took off at the same time as Kara. I, I understand. It, it was it was just something they didn't even need to reference. Like You could have probably just written out John Jones from this entire episode. He could have been spending time with his, his father. Dad. Because if all of a sudden you put him in a situation that he should be helping, they just didn't explain this why This thing's going to level the city, but you're going to sit this one out? Mm. Or city block or whatever. It's, it's just, yeah, mate, mm. it's all hands on deck. Yeah. Go Martian man. Get into yeah. it. And I, I don't even think really you run the risk of overriding Supergirl's importance within her own show if you do that. Like, if that's... It's not like Martian Manhunter helps her out on every episode. He does as a boss, you know, back in the DEO. But it's not like if you included him in that mission and that emergency, it's going to make her seem less important. No, Or, not or less all. capable, I don't think. No. And, and on the back of that scene, I think I would have liked to have seen the hockey crowd really react to that explosion happening underground because there's no way they, they wouldn't have, have felt, felt that. that. Like she, yeah. she, you know, she heat visioned the shit out of that ground. Like I'm sure she heat, you know, visioned a mighty hole, mighty, mighty deep hole, but still. Well, it they, would have to be deep because I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to put it in there, but then it's still going to explode and cause massive damage. But didn't yeah. it go, going down, it activated that other pod thing yeah, that the, was also... The seismic yeah. activity Confused. seemed to turn on the other Kryptonian ship yeah. that's under the water that we saw in episode one. So I, I just think they did a real 90s action movie trope where the thing was counting down and was she going to do it in time? And it like, cut back to the crowd, cut back to the bomb, zoom in, back to the crowd, slow-mo, people clapping, they're <laughs> all going to die. Meanwhile, he can't push it in the hole. Like Alex can't push it in. How did he get it down there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's that heavy. Even with all of his little helpers, I don't I don't see... Yeah, with no. massive security One to of be in a stadium like that. Olivia, you know, the main chick, the young chick. Was she the girl from... The, one of the daughters from Medium? Uh, yes. 
and she had a nothing role in this. Like, yeah. it's not like again, she's this A-list television actor, but like she had a prominent role on a pretty big TV show for quite a while, and all of yeah. a sudden she's a throwaway, yeah. substandard F-grade character in this one episode of Supergirl. Well, you're only as good as your last show, mate. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Kevin Spacey. To I guess the other side of the <laughs> oh, what? Too soon. <laughs> on the other side of the whole. Um, uh, you know, cult aspect uh, and reaction to Supergirl. The kids dancing, all wearing Supergirl outfits at the uh, at the school sort of play thing. I actually quite like that because it ties Alex, it all in. Yeah, Alex Turner said, "Look, people don't necessarily have to be weird to like you. Yeah. They're inspired by you." And I thought, "Well, you would you would do that." I mean, we see in the Flash, or even more so in Arrow. Arrow's son has Flash memorabilia. He goes yeah. around. He has a Flash toy. He has a Flash yeah. backpack. Like, you would. If there was a real-life superhero in our world, I'd be wearing the shit out of a Batman shirt if there was a Batman guy around yeah. or a Superman guy, someone that's out there promoting or themselves. Wonder sure, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'd be wearing a goddamn Oliver Wonder Queen. Woman. Oliver Queen. We don't be wearing a suit. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a religious episode. One of the few... Because every now and again, these type of shows, they'll do a religious episode, right? Mm. Or a political episode. And I think that a lot of these shows just are too over-the-top with their religious, you know, um, rhetoric, I suppose, uh, or their agenda. I found this was just really tasteful, and I found myself enjoying the journey that the show was without them pushing any particular view on me. They yeah. didn't. They weren't going down the, the road of saying that all religions are cults. They weren't going down the road of saying that uh, religion is the only way. It was just really well done. Yeah, and I think her reaction to it all too, Tara, like she... She wasn't okay with it. She was trying to understand it more than anything. It wasn't even that she immediately said, this is wrong. She felt that way, but she was still open to hearing what this guy had to say. But she was actually more, I, I felt she was more confused as to why you would. She's just doing what feels natural to her. Why would these people be praising her as being a god? She's like, I'm normal. Like, I'm, I'm a, I've been raised a human. I don't feel any different to you guys. I'm just doing what I'm capable of doing. You so. know what it was? She didn't chuck a tanty about it. Yeah. She reacted in, I think, a normal way, which yeah. made her very much less annoying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, I think it was the first time she didn't either chuck a tantrum or be all, um, oh my God, I can't think of the word I usually use, where she's just... So, Meh. Well, no, but she's so <laughs> up herself as well. You know, I'm Supergirl, I'm this. Like she's, And yeah, she wasn't in this one. She kind of Yeah, normally she is a bit all pro-girl power. This yeah. was a bit. Oh yeah, girl power. Yeah, well, I am a god. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. It was very measured. Her response. Yeah. Even her response when they're having the girls' night and she was asked about uh, her Mon boyfriend. L. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh oh. If you know the mm. the little the little the worm they have on political things where yeah, you know, people yeah. are watching and it dips when something bad happens. <laughs> I was, for me, the worm was dipped at that point. I'm like, oh shit. She's gonna go. She's gonna go all uh, melodramatic on us. You know, no, no, and the worm stayed. I'm like, yes. The worm <laughs> dipped for me when the sirens went off, and she looked at Alex, oh, and then yeah, she said, "I need to go and get some ice." They're drinking red wine. I need yeah. to go and get some ice. Oh, maybe they were making <laughs> cocktails later. Yeah, I don't know. But the, that, for, me, I, for me, I wrote that, that down as well because oh, once again, there's a siren, and she has to go. Hang on, uh, maybe there was somebody just speeding or mm, getting a random breath test or something. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go with every siren, I don't think. Plus, You're she's got right, super hearing. Right. She should have been able to hear what they were saying in the police maybe car. Maybe that's you know why what? she knew she had to go. That's why she We don't need she to hear to everything she hears. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Supergirl's pretty quick, but uh, Maggie seemed to get there pretty fast as well. Yes. Maggie was at that oh, girls' and was, night, and uh, all of a sudden, Supergirl saves the person standing around, and Maggie's there in full kit. I'm like, wow, you uh, you got there. So get into geek prediction. I think Maggie's got superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No? Okay, fair enough. Even maybe. you don't believe that? No, no. <laughs> all right, let's quickly talk. We've had two timers now. Uh, let's talk quickly about the pod at the end. So it powers up, uh, and then we seem to go inside it, and it seems to be like, it's I'm massive. sure there's a Doctor Who reference here somewhere where it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> um, I thought that thing looked like a pod, say the same size as Kara came mm. in. And, and yeah, yeah. Right, from the shots we've seen in the past, yep. right? Is it actually massive? Or were those shots we saw at the end inside something else? Or is that pod just a little bit of a much bigger I, I ship that's buried in the rocks? I was confused by the ending, to be honest. I didn't really understand what Well, I don't on. think we're supposed to know, really. But the, yeah. the, the thing 
powered up something and now all hell's going to break and, loose. And obviously, um, what's her face? Samantha is, she's seeing herself with all the She must be that bad her. one that got sent off, right? That must be her pod, right? Remember? I, we saw... uh, I reckon. Yeah. I think so. But we don't know yet. They'll Mitch, wait until know? the No, I've got, I've got, I've got no probably. idea. I mean, I, I've, I've heard of the character that she's, you know, going to, what her character name is, but I don't know what, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Nothing what I have heard means anything but to me. But that episode, so. at the end, they alluded that she would be a baddie because of that ghosty mm. thing. And I picked the wrong time to let my kids walk into the room when that happened. All of a sudden, she's got writing all over her face and then there's like, you know, two-faced demon character in a cloak. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, my kids looking, I'm like, wow, I wonder when Supergirl's going to get here and it's all, everything's just a bad dream. And I'm like, oh, this is scary for me. And you're five. What are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah bad parenting moment there. Thank you. Yeah. But it's a yeah, great episode. Anyway, uh, shall we move on to Flash? A stretchy episode. Yes. But you know what? I just wrote another dumb f***ing episode. <laughs> no. Hey, I've got and two she- words for you. Danny Trejo makes yeah. everything better. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And he's did you fine. guys know uh, Tom Kavanagh directed that episode? I missed that. Mitch has got a phone call. Do you need to get that, mate? You're vibrating away <laughs> in the background there. No. <laughs> I didn't know something. My vibrator in the background. Oh, there wow. we go. Wow. I mean, wow. we're just here to talk about some you're wholesome a, superheroes. You're in a dress. I mean, you haven't got the screwdriver hidden in there. Where's the vibrator? Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Or maybe it is the sonic screwdriver. <laughs> You'll pull it out later. Anyway. anyway. So, yeah. I, th- I thought it was a great episode. What do you mean it was shit? It was another stupid episode, like the week before. No, well, hang on. Can we just... I want to shelve you for a moment. (laughs) You just have a little bit of time with your screwdriver. (laughs) Mitch and I are going to continue this positive talk about all the shows, first of all. And I hope you're going to join me on this one. I'm joining you. Doesn't mean I'll join you in talking about it, sure. So you're saying you didn't enjoy the episode, Mitch? Um... I enjoyed, I think, the Cisco side of things. That was probably helped a little bit by Danny Trejo. I just love that guy. And I'll talk about the end of the episode a little bit later on. But right. the Elongated Man, as not that he was given that name, but that is the hero. The title of the episode was Elongated Journey Into Night. I didn't like his character. He was so annoying, the overacting, which probably could have been fun. Because they were going for some, you know, hey, you know, wisecracking 40s detective story. You know, we're taking the piss out of things. And, ah, oh, it's all a little bit stylized. Ah, oh, what's this guy got going on here? And I'm like, that's what he was doing. But, and so were the villains. You know, the, the mayor is the bad guy. He's the mobster. You know, he's killing people. But that was sort of separate to even what Barry and Joe were doing. And they were in that part of the episode. So I just found it a little bit disjointed. And yeah, that guy was just really annoying to me for most of the show. I think towards the end, even though he didn't change the way that he was playing the character, he became far more tolerable and I, I got his place. I just think that it took him a little while, which is strange, even because they would film this out of order, this episode. It just took him a little bit while in the story to find What do you mean they filmed it out of order? Well, you know, they would film the episode out of order. They wouldn't shoot page one of the scripts. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So, I I guess I found him annoying as well. Partway through, I'm thinking, oh, no, he's going to join the team, isn't he? That's (laughs) what's going to happen here. (laughs) He's going to join the team. And then, yep, he's going to join the team. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what actually happened in the end, I can't quite recall. So he... Barry asked him, and he said yes or no. Well, Barry got... uh, Well, even before that, Barry got hit with the... um, the energy to, to the point where you know he couldn't run he's like there's no way I can run up the building because um, you know old love got kidnapped into the helicopter yep. yeah and that's right oh his arm stretched and he ran up his arm yeah they sat around though for I want to say 47 minutes talking about the fact that Barry wasn't fast enough to get upstairs <laughs> that chopper's gone oh right? but the thing is they you, you heard it lift off and that honestly go back and watch it I want to say they spoke for at least 90 seconds. Like, I'm trying to be absolutely honest here. I want to say they spoke for 90 seconds about how Barry couldn't do something, but he knew that Ralph Dibney, the bloke that he didn't trust for the entirety of the episode, and yeah. presumably the four or five years previous, he has it in him to be this hero. You can use these abilities. You can stop it. 
This helicopter is what doing circles above the building that they're standing under. What they're the? Not, f they're in a holding pattern, waiting for uh, waiting for Barry. Waiting, to waiting for clearance yeah. to to escape. He's like, I that just really pissed me off. Like it was kind of cool to see that guy use his powers and then to see Flash jump on and you know then work together. That's some superhero shit. Whether or not it was good or bad, it was different to anything we've seen in this show before. But just to get there it just seemed like such shitty dialogue when they're sitting there trying to convince them that he's a hero and you can be one of us and yeah sure he's seemingly part of the team now and when's Cisco going to make him uh, a fabric costume that can stretch with his body and you know stuff like that it's kind of fun yeah it is fun and it's very comic booky I guess which I, I don't know I don't mm. know if I like but then again it's the Flash and he's <laughs> So it's, a, it's definitely outside the realms of possibility. So, anyway. And I was being a bit forgiving of it during the show because I I know there's Plastic Man in, uh, in DC, so I think there must be two that have similar powers. And I think he's a bit of a dick as well. That so character. he's not going to be that guy? That's not going to be... I, no, like, when I, I, I'm pretty sure, and I will cut this out of the edit when uh, I find out differently, that uh, there is a plastic man and there is an elongated man, which is the guy that we followed in this episode. Right. And I know that in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, whatever the sequel was, of that uh, graphic novel, like, Batman actually broke down, as far as he considers Plastic Man, who, for all intents and purposes, is this guy. He's the ultimately the most dangerous person in the world because we, they don't know the extent of his powers. Like, he could stretch his entire body around the earth and, you know, suffocate it type thing. So, like, this guy's got some really cool powers. Like, once he learns to use it, it'll be fascinating to watch in a show that has a limited budget and sometimes questionable CGI. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see where it goes next week. I just think that it wasn't a great introduction to him. Hmm. Well, we shall see. Uh, I've got a sidebar question going back to last season. Remember on the news in the future, it says Joe West honoured. Mm. Was Joe ever honoured? No. Because no. I figure at the start of the episode, he was talking to the, was it the mayor who ended up being the bad? Yeah. And he said something about uh, an award or something. Was that it? Was that all it was? Or was that not even anything they were talking about? I think they just mentioned, like, he was... Yeah, God, I can't remember now. It was something about, you know, whether it was more funding for the police or something like that. And he used Joe as an example because he used to work with him. And yeah. if that is the case, if it is a reference to that thing from last season, it's, yeah, at least six, seven, eight months out of the timeline. Yeah. That, so, yeah, it's already confusing enough, so I don't know whether they would do that. But it would be, yeah, the fact we never saw that. And they do usually pay off everything they ever mentioned just because they have to, even if... Timeline-wise, it doesn't make sense. Unlike Legends. We'll get but, there. Uh, we will get there. So, uh, continuing on the awesome path, phasing through the floor yeah, with Iris. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yep. That's awesome. That was yep. cool. And uh, the bullet the scene catching the bullets. Yeah. was the best. Yes. Yes. That was the best one I've ever seen, that I reckon. Was it, was, cool. it was very cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just enjoyed the episode, I think. So, yeah, Terry, how about you? We'll hand it over to you to, to destroy it. I, yeah. Look, I thought the phasing through the floor was awesome. I, the bullets. Uh, when Rubber Man said, I farted, not sure if everything is where it should be. I cracked up laughing with that bit. Um, but other than that. Yeah, it was funny. It, I think, it, that, I know what you mean. He was annoying. There was yeah, some but funny was, bits. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I liked that line too. I didn't judge that line or anything like that based right. on what I thought of his character. That was funny. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of all I have to say about it. Really? I thought it was just another stupid episode coming off the back of the stupid episode from the week before. What did we think about the uh, Cisco's relationship? I guess that's kind of continuing, which is cool. Um, but the the whole thing about the father chasing him around. I thought that city. was kind of stupid as well. Is it a bit silly? It was. Just a bit it was silly. Dumb. Yeah, it's, you know, bringing in another tradition or whatever from that world, like, you know, the um, uh, one, one, one day, was it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, again, I was just excited to see, even though it wasn't Danny Trio and his awesomeness, you know, where he usually excels Machete. in these, you know, yes, yeah, machete <laughs> or something or, or uh, you know, these more violent roles, you know, where he gets, or, you know, he's a drug dealer or something, you know. He wasn't Spy Kids. He was a good guy in that. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a similar sort of tone, I guess, to The Flash, but... Uh, I guess that's what made me forgive that more. I was I was more enjoying Danny Trejo's 
place in this episode than I was the bloke playing Elongated Man. But come the end, he started to win me back a little bit. And I think the, the great payoff that I teased at before at the end of the episode was obviously Cisco not even knowing his own girlfriend's name. She's always calling him Gypsy. Now, her name was revealed to be... Anyone remember? No, it was kind of normal though. Yeah. So it was his, it wasn't his name Josh? Joshua. The fact that he turns around and he goes, when they go, what's your name is? Joshua. And it's just like brilliant. Like that does not suit you at all. I was pissing myself. So, uh, eh, you know, it was a bit of a mixed bag. I think I was a little bit just disappointed because I had went into this episode a few days after it aired and I'd read a review online, even just a one-liner saying, okay, this is the best episode of The Flash season so far. What? And I've been disappointed with The Flash so far this season. Oh, wow. You were really set up for a fail. Yeah. So I, I went in going, okay, here we go. And then Danny Trejo pops up and I'm like, sweet. And then an elongated man and he's cracking onto a woman and then he's just a bit of a dick and whatever, you know. So I was I was set up to fail and I failed. i got to say Barry's still cold. Something's still up there. He, yeah. I don't know. The I'm name sticking to it. DeVoe. Have we heard that before? Yeah, well, they... Sh- Terry. That's <laughs> <laughs> your screwdriver or are you just enjoying yourself? Well, they played that. They, they sort of showed that flashback of that uh, the guy that came from the future who was just like a thief or whatever, but he said, you know, we're going to be great enemies. And he started listing off other enemies of the that's Flash in the future right. and he said the word DeVoe. So that's obviously setting up who this guy is going to be. And uh, so it was a nice throwback to that that they set up that bad guy this season four bad guy as early as that would have been on so that was early early so season three DeVoe is Davros or a different person altogether well I'd say it's that guy I want to say it's the same I don't think they're going to get too confusing for well uh, us audience <laughs> like with Arrow and Vigilante, Vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> alright well we've had the ten minute I think yeah, I think we should move on Shall we talk about legends? Because we've got lots to say. I've got a few notes here. Um, now, Mitch, I know that you have a few problems with time travel, uh, you know, each week with this show especially. So I'm going to turn it over to you, but I, w- I, will like to, I would like to read my first note and then just lead into you. So I've written here, Ray died, timeline, solidify, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> And go. My first note, uh, and I don't like just constantly referring to the fact that I have a note, but I actually made two pages worth this time instead of the usual sort of one dot points. Uh, Time travel rules. They're really just making it up as they go along, aren't they? Um, Now, you would think they would lose, again, if this was regular time travel, which I would say Legends doesn't use regular time travel, but it doesn't tend to use even its own time travel consistently but you would think they would lose the memory of Ray or even change where they were location or whatever once he disappeared right oh no but wait but wait Ray's back yes yep, Mi- Mitch is gonna explode dot dot <laughs> dot it's <laughs> going to explode. So for me, maybe though, because they're on the ship and they are displaced from time which they do use this excuse a bit if they're in the time what sphere what do they call that the the in that zone, the time zone, let's just call it that. Maybe because they are displaced from time, they don't exist in any one point in time, though their memories are still intact because they lost Ray there. But again, the fact that he died when in they there. were in there, I think maybe that's a contradiction, but whatever. Uh, then why did old maybe, Ray... Maybe that's a contradiction. <laughs> okay, look, I don't know. Look, it's, by this stage, I'm just better off assuming the writers are far smarter than I, which is probably a good place to start off with anyway, but whatever. Oh, they're just um, high. Really, that really, look. That's really a dollar high. one favorite. Uh, then why <laughs> did old Ray reappear just because the ship landed before young Ray died? Like he died on Tuesday in 1988, so they show up on Monday, yeah. and it's all of a sudden his future self is alive again in the part. Like what the? <laughs> f- um, yeah, I was just thinking Mitch is not going to like this um, at all. For me, though, it actually would have been more interesting if the episode followed on from Ray's you know, little getting-to-know-you game. Like, he did that trust game at the start, which obviously was when he dropped Mick, and Mick's like, if he's, if he's not dead, I'm going to kill him for letting me drop. He was drinking and drunk, whatever. Got a massive headache. But he was playing this game, let's all get to know each other as a team. 
So for me, while it would have been cheese factor 5,000, it might have been a little bit more interesting if the team had to go about getting around his hometown and saving him from death purely off whatever Gideon knows of him and remembering all the things that he has told them in the two and a half years they've worked together. Yeah. Right? So he's they've had to say, hang on, he wants to play this game because then it ties into the start of the episode and they have to go about finding out where he goes to school, who his friends are, what he does after school on the way home, where he might go hang out and things like that because of the things they've told him. And then it sort of brings that around full circle. That's a cool idea. I don't Maybe not. But sure enough, they just go, oh, let's just bring old Ray back. That was kind of fun because he's like, let's go to this pizza shop and let's go to this arcade and I would have been hanging out, you know, in this park or whatever. Um, I, I... It's just... We could go on and on and pick this apart and I really do apologise for not being able to be positive about this episode because I, I don't see that I can I mean they he goes uh he dies right straight away and then yep. he comes back right um which is horse shit in their own <laughs> bloody timeline but then if he as the young ray uh you know has the bloody what, what are they called dominator wouldn't he then based on those rules remember having the dominator under his bed yep yeah. there's that yep Straight away? Yeah. Or, can I also add to that point, have they now broken time again because Ray interacted with himself? Yeah. That was the end of season two. they've done that before. Do you remember when Sarah and uh, Rory, didn't they interact with their young selves as well? They were told specifically not to. Yeah, well, old mate did, and then old mate had the daughter. Yes. Gray had the daughter, which we're going to come to that later. Don't worry, that's another (laughs) whole piece of capitals in my (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the, the men in black getting around just awful exposition dialogue for no reason like I forget who was in the forest they were looking for Ray or looking for the the Dominator or whatever and they hear some people coming so they quickly jump into the shrubs and these two men in black guys come up and they're like hey we've got to find this alien it's on the loose and we better find it before its mother gets out and blah 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 this is what's going to happen if we don't find it I'm like okay this is just for the audience I get that that's why it's called exposition is there not any other way around this? Like, you guys are on this mission, and as we come to learn, the guy with the glasses is pretty high up in the organization, or at least on that mission. They didn't have this in a little bit of a, a, a briefing before, before they, they left? Like, they know the stakes. They know what's going on. They don't need to explain it conveniently in front of our heroes who are hiding within Earsight. Whatever. Um, that was a bit yeah. shit. And then, of course, you know the little Dominator's mother. Of course his mother is the queen. Couldn't have been just any old Dominator. It just had to be the Queen. Now, that may have paid off if it would have been like, well, that was the catalyst for the Dominators coming to invade 20 years later, 30 mm. years later, when you know we saw that in the in the crossover last season. But no, she's just the Queen because it makes it sound more threatening. Although the th- Queen didn't bring any backup. Why would she? She's only the Queen. Uh, and yeah, I mean, then there's the, the, the grey um, right, so- daughter thing. Yeah, so he has to sneak around to because he doesn't want to miss the birth of his oh, grandchild. Oh, okay, so you're in a fucking time machine. I know. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Okay, oh, I'm gonna have to leave because I'm gonna miss. I'm running out of time. No, you are not. <laughs> Can I? Okay. I, I really want to give this show away. Oh, God. For me, I, I just, again, not to redirect notes, but I wrote this as if you were sitting next to me in my lounge room, right? So I've got, okay, point. Why is Grace so worried about missing the birth of his grandkid? To quote Ben, you're in a time ship! <laughs> next point. Gray, Mick, and Jack's not making it back in time to help with the mission. <laughs> you're in a time ship! But. <laughs> <laughs> Our new drinking game for this show would be drink every time they say time. Now, that would be unfair, I guess, because they travel in time. Let's drink every time they say the word time. Or we don't have the time. When it doesn't mean anything. Like, we don't have the time. Are we going to make it back in time? Don't worry. We'll have enough time. Yeah, you f***ing do. It's called your f***ing ship. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Your notes, mine are a little more tempered than yours, but we were on the same journey that night. Look, can I though just maybe as a nice little segue into Terry, despite the numerous problems that I had, which is really only two things, Ray death and something back alive again and that. Yeah, you know the, the what? That's, stuff. that's actually, you're being a bit harsh, you know. Uh, it's not as if, you know, those two things are related to time travel and stuff, mate. I mean, come on, it's not as if it's a show about time, time travel. travel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite all that, I actually enjoyed this episode. I really liked that, yeah, it was in your face, and especially at the end with the visual of the kid and the bike and the alien. Like, it was just, it was a direct rip it off of VT. It had great stuff. every it, single 80s reference yep yeah etb now for Every me i really enjoyed the overall fun of the episode yeah. and the, the chasing the get away from the government like you said 80s like kids against adults all that type of thing i really like this episode but it just had just ridiculous problems that they just keep writing themselves like you don't have to even have that happen to ray in a way like the way that they have been going, you could have Gideon come and go, bah, 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 something's going wrong. Oh my God, we've got anachronism or something in 1988. Ray, if we don't get back there in time, before time solidifies, you are going to die. You know, but before time catches up with itself, yeah. then maybe you're tied in with Flash when you didn't see um, old mate uh, Savitar. Yeah. How they stopped Savitar's creation, but it took, you know, the ne- the rest of the episode of the finale before he was going to die, before time was going to catch up with him. So I figured they could have just not written themselves another time travel inconsistency. Yeah, there's just, so many just, options. Just float over it. Because then we come in here and go, wow, that, that goes against what they did last time. Rather than go, something new they've done is contradicting the other 17th of um, whatever. Yeah, they've really... But anyway, Terry, tell us how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> well... We know you like this show. I love the 80s. So I ignored the fact that there were some really, really massive holes in the storyline. And I just enjoyed the 80s flow. Um, Two questions. Okay. First of all, one's just a stupid... Where did Sarah get that car from? She just rocks up in this red convertible thing dressed as Madonna. Like, where the f*** did the car come from? I, I don't know. I guess for those sorts of little things, after the other things, I can just forgive that. She stole okay. it. She Next question. Gideon made it. Now, 1988, I was in year nine. So let's see if people can work that out. The newspaper <laughs> said Reagan tears down U.S. Embassy uh, listening devices found. Did that happen? Like, was that actually an accurate? Probably. You guys Who don't knows? know either? Well, okay. I could look it up. But. Mind you, you guys are younger than me. So. <laughs> yeah, I was not in year nine. No. <laughs> I wasn't even born then, so. Oh, Jesus. No, I was. <laughs> I was hoping you'd roll with it. Just. <laughs> Conceived, at least. Yeah, at least. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about that. But, hey, Terry, how good was the musical section? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down musical. <laughs> Terry's going to love this. <laughs> no, I did not like that. Oh, um, God. There were so many, like, uh, Cocoon was mentioned, get away from him, you bitch. You've got the DeLorean. You had the E.T. There was just every single 80s thing in there. Oh, yeah. Um, I got two more questions. The baby, the grandchild, they named him Ronnie. Yeah. How does she know yeah. who the f*** yeah, Ronnie is? Yeah, that's off. That was off. And breaking up Firestorm, how how was that even? Well, he wants to leave, but they're right grey out, right? Oh, are they? Mm. Well, that's how they would do it, right? Oh, okay. Keep Jax, because he's the look of Firestorm anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they'll okay. just be his own little nuclear thing, I okay. guess. Okay. But yeah, it's odd that grey just wants to be with his... Grandkid yeah. named Ronnie, but I, guess it's I not... don't know how anyone else would know who Ronnie was. Yeah, that was really bizarre. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it could just be sheer coincidence. She likes the name, but it's like, 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 then why bother? She was in Rome on a holiday and came back, and that was the Julius Caesar episode. Yeah, break up Firestorm. It's never seemed possible before, so much so they've never looked into it. But now it's like, well, outside of the show, this guy wants to leave. So we better rewrite some rules. Is it because he thinks it's shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. It was, I mean, it's a fun episode, right? I, I liked 
the feel of it, but I just can't get past the inconsistencies. And Mitch, I agree. There's other ways to write shit. You know what? Just omit. Hmm. Just don't try to put in details that you're going to friggin' screw up. Yeah. Just omit. Just turn up there. As you said, just get Gideon to say, you got a new mission. Off you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then we just enjoy the good parts of it rather than just focusing on all the inconsistencies. Yeah, because it's, it's a great pre-credits thing when you see Ray die and then Gideon's like, oh, yeah, he died back in 1988. Rather than just go, what maybe what they should have done, which was, hey, there's an acronym, there's an alien. Oh, Ray, it's in your hometown, you know, or something. Send them back there and then through that mission, they come to see that little Ray is going to be under threat by these men in black and it's like shit I better stop myself from getting killed rather than knowing that he's dead because then we're asking these questions that we are now why if he's dead when he's younger how can he be alive when he's older only to stop his whatever because then what then does his younger self die and then he immediately dies with it why is he alive in the first arrow yeah let's get into arrow seriously have a single note for this. Not I only a wrote single one. two things down. Alright, Evil Laurel. Ugh. An internet vault happens to be in the city. Like, uh, the internet. It's like, you know, the IT crowd with the internet box. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big warehouse in a very convenient location, which is handy. I started off uh, my review uh, in similar fashion, Terry. Uh, Black Siren can f*** off. <laughs> I'm really sick of her. I don't care. She's not the original Laurel. Like, it took me a long while to like original Laurel anyway. I don't need to like an out-and-out evil Laurel. No. I don't care. So annoying. And again, I know this show is in the same shared universe as Flash, where there are alternate realities. That's obviously where she's come from. They, you know, go back and forth seeing Supergirl, all that sort of stuff. Legends has time travel. But I want to think, at least when I'm watching Arrow, that it exists in real-world rules. Same way in the movies, right? They've got Justice League coming out. There's aliens. There's Superman, Flash, all this other stuff in that in that world that exists. Wonder Woman, an, an immortal Amazonian warrior. But when I see a solo Batman film, I want that to be about a vigilante wearing a bat suit taking on thugs. You know, like, right. and I want the stakes to be real within that context. And so that's what I want from Arrow. So I don't need to constantly be reminded that there's an alternate version of their old team member running around that's got superpowers. But, yeah, whatever. Um, this, in- you know, nice little throwback to um, the, uh, the, the the Overlord hacker that they freed last year. And I, for some reason, because he was surrounded by his team that were breaking him out with these young hackers, these young, sexy hackers that work for a secret society of hackers. And it's Michael Emerson, the, one of the creepiest blokes on TV. I love him, but, like, yeah. he was old mate he's in Lost. Great. He's old mate in Purse of Interest. Like, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that as well. Um, and I liked that he tricked them. Like, he had his plan that was a plan within a plan. Yeah. I just needed Felicity to do it and put her fingerprint on it. Like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, he's going to be a, a good nemesis. And to tie it in with, with Black Siren, which so I guess it was inevitable that she was going to come. Well, not really. They just didn't have to tie them together. But they tied him to her backstory. They thought she was dead on Lian Yu. And it was him that came to rescue her. How, though? How did he know? Well, how did he... Where? Why and how did he go there? Yes. And... How did he save her? Yeah. What superpower does he have? And how long had he been tracking her to think, okay, I'm going to get her on my team? Why is she the one? Mm. Whatever. I just, I just thought that was just a really convenient tie-in that doesn't need to happen. There's no, no evidence that we've seen so far that suggests those two need to be in, you know, partnership with with one another. I guess I don't really mind that, especially after watching Legends. Um, there's. There's so many holes in that. I just go, oh, well, yeah, I could kind of fair enough. And it might it, there's an, there's a chance for them to explain that in the future mm. somehow. I guess oh, yeah. like they explained vigilante. Well, <laughs> hold your breath. Just hold your breath. I'm Ooh, sure it's coming. Spoiler alert. I don't know. I'm just hoping. Terry, do you have any notes on this? That's well, I only had those two notes um, about Evil Laurel um, and just the fact that the the entire internet for the whole world happens to be in that city I didn't I don't know if I took it that way though 
Well, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't the hub, but it was certainly going to cause worldwide damage. Like it was essentially going to bring the internet down. I know he's he was saying you know this a, a, a you know a pretty regular villain trope about needing to destroy the world so that it can be rebuilt. I just find that an interesting motive or end goal for a hacker. Like his power, his abilities is it's being able to manipulate his yeah. way through computers and whatever using the internet yeah but that was what we was revealed at the end that he didn't actually want to take down the internet he wanted to get inside the internet to do something right to plant something in there but and the only way he could do it was to get felicity to do it so his digital fingerprint wasn't on it but was that so the 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 bomb essentially for all intents and purposes was never going to go off he just needed team arrow to think that it was so that they would stop it by getting into the system well, like he was gonna, yeah, it. he was gonna do something bad. Felicity had to get in there to stop him. Yeah, but it turns out his bomb was a dud, and he just needed her in there to open up. That's the rest what of, I thought. Yeah, okay. Because if a bomb went off, then yeah, it's just it's not even a thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought the episode was pretty good. wasn't as good as the last week's one, but I really am liking Oliver's place in it now, which is odd because he's not Green Arrow. For what, two episodes now he's not been Green Arrow? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's twice as long as I thought it was going to last. <laughs> yeah. If I'm honest. And obviously he'll be back and that's fine yeah. and I'm happy with him to be Green, of course. But I normally when they do these sorts of things, it's horrible and it's clunky and it's shit, but he is good. Mm. He's good in that role. He's yeah. really good. And he's he's his character is more measured than he's been before. He's not this brooding, bratty you know, he just gets around when something doesn't go his way. He's he's good. I mean, he had the earpiece in and he was talking to the team and it's... I, I enjoyed all that stuff. It was really good. Your left. No, my sorry. My bad. My left. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. The big question is, what do we think of Olicity 2.0? Are we buying into it this time? Because I know before we didn't like it. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know about you, Tara. I actually like it. So far, I, I like it this time. Yep. I think yep. they've handled it. Finally, get it over with. Yeah. Get it back together. Yeah. But do it properly this time. Yeah. Because between Elicity 1.0 and 2.0, I never felt like the show was a big, will they or won't they? Like, I never thought they dipped their foot into that pool. But at the same time now that it is back it's like oh I guess they will like I still had that kind of mm. resolution to it but I just think that yeah, it's it's been a little bit more natural like it wasn't just oh they were nothing and then all of a sudden they were having sex with each other you know in Rachel Gould's castle like they were you know back in the day it was like oh we've never really kissed but we've always been in love pre this season kicking off obviously there was something there and then you know he had that conversation with her in one of the earlier episodes and said he wanted her to play some kind of part in his life and his son's life she's well maybe not now he said no not now it's not the right time and they've just been slowly taking little baby steps and you know all of a sudden you know they're kissing and it's just like that feels a little bit more natural they're actually approaching it a bit like a business decision in a way because they're asking each other permission you know to take certain steps and and then, okay, are we going to commit? Yes, we're going to commit. Okay, we'll sign this dotted line, and then all of a sudden we're boyfriend and girlfriend again. Um, but, yeah, I think it feels a lot more natural. I don't know. From a woman's point of view, Terry, is it ridiculous what I'm watching, what I'm saying? No. Okay. No. Good. <laughs> From a woman's point of view and someone who doesn't like Arrow historically very yes. much. Yes. No. I, okay. I, I like their, their relationship and where it's going and how it's been building again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. I don't want to say anything else about the episode. I thought it was just wonderful. Well, we do need to touch well, on one thing. Wonderful. Well, what are we going to touch on? Slade goddamn Wilson making oh, a phone right, call at the end. end. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but that's next episode. Yeah, I know, but it's exciting because it's Manu Bennett, motherfucker. <laughs> Deathstroke. Woo! <laughs> Your best mate. Hey. Um, I'll prove it. Well, hopefully he doesn't have a mask on and it's really him. Oh, he'll have a mask. But he'll have the eye patch and the beard and all kinds of shit. He'll look awesome. I almost want to make a prediction now, just mentioning Vigilante and knowing a brief sort of synopsis on what Deathstroke is coming back for next week, I think. I'm almost jumping ahead a few episodes, I, I want to say. I, I'm, I kind of want to make a prediction about who I think Vigilante might be. But I should maybe save it until 
we see how next week goes because I think I'll be making no 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 make your damn prediction I feel like making my prediction might ruin next week's episode which has nothing to do with the outcome of my prediction well you're saying that you might spoil it for me I might spoil what next Terry doesn't care but I no yeah (laughs) I think I might spoil what next week's if next next week's episode is about what I think it is I might make my prediction then I'll write it down. I can write it down and put it in a, a lockbox somewhere in the building we're in right now. I'll be 100% honest next week and go, okay, I was going to say this, but I was totally wrong. Oh, you All can right. tell me I just, afterwards. I'll tell and you. I can confirm. Okay, that, sure. Yeah, this is- yeah, I'll tell Terry because <laughs> I don't think that I'm right. I haven't read anything that suggests that I'm right and that I'm going to spoil anything. I'm just simply sharing a little bit of a prediction, fan to fan. All right. Okay. We'll wait till next week then. All right, uh, shall we go around for our uh, best and worst of the week? Uh, my best was going to be the phasing scene through the floor with Iris yep, until yep. it was bettered by him the taking the the bullets. Yep, like, yep. awesome. Just flash stuff. Like, again, these things that only that particular person can do. That was amazing. Uh, the worst of me, just a tiny little thing, but it was kind of what I had a problem with in the finale. Oh, I forgot to turn off the sonic screwdriver. Is that what it's called? Yes. The finale last year where they were on Lian Yu and you had uh, Nisa Al Ghul throw a smoke bomb down in the middle of daylight in an open field and then just disappear somehow. At the start of this episode where you had Black Siren, she like ran away from Team Arrow down a hall. Like she just sort of ran like, ah, there she goes. Like, she's eight metres ahead of you, and there's four of you. Like, f***ing chase her. <laughs> it's literally your job. Yeah. yeah, okay. Not to take away from how awesome the flash bit was. Right, okay. Terry? Uh, I haven't worked out a, a worst. The best, again, the bullets in Flash. That was very awesome. I don't know about the worst yet. Maybe you should go, and then I'll... All right, yeah, I'm going to agree. Bullets... Well, because I was going to do floor as well, exactly the same. Um, I'm going to say the worst was the time travel and how it was handled with Ray, and I'm going to group that whole thing into one thing. Yep. Because I, it just ruined the episode for me. Yeah. So that's my worst. Terry. Well, Terry's certainly not going to steal that off you. <laughs> I still think the, the music, the musical section, the just the internet. The whole f***ing internet, like the IT crowd, the internet in the box. It's in bloody Star City or wherever the hell they live. Yeah. That was stupid. All right. Scores then. Terry. Don't get me first. Mitchell. What do you want first? Best or worst? Worst. Worst, Flash. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Uh, I've, I've got a little bit of an arrow going up to... Arrow, um, but that means there was daylight between them because I thought Flash was terrible, really. Uh, Flash, then Arrow, then yeah. Legends, and then Supergirl. Hang on, wait. Supergirl's number one. Yeah. Supergirl yeah. is number one yes. for, for you. Yep, yep. The, I like the whole cult aspect thing. It was something different. I like Kara in this episode. And what was, what was number... Uh, what was second best? Legends. Oh, shit. You have to be... I just realised I've written the same thing. No, like I said, I had some glaring, so big, infuriating problems with the time travel thing, but the overall feel of the episode was just so much fun. And it was fake. Oh, okay. So you're agreeing with him? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go completely the opposite. Of course you are. I genuinely (laughs) thought Arrow was still at the top of the game this week. It was really good. Followed by Supergirl who was pretty awesome as well, then Flash, and then Legends, all the way at the bottom, because <laughs> seriously, get a grip on what you're trying to shovel down our throats. Terrible. No, it's no. unforgivable, a time travel show that just breaks its own 10 rules in the first 10 minutes. Why I like it. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's I, taking the piss out of it. It is not taking the... I can't even argue with you, Ben. Like, even though I scored so differently from you, you make an excellent point that yeah. is impossible to argue with. Oh, okay. <laughs> on that note, Mitchell, what else is on Getting to Geek? Whew, what is oh, it wait, on we get- haven't done the final tallies. Oh, hang on. So, in first place, Supergirl. Nice. Uh, yep. Uh, then Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Arrow. 
then Legends, and then Flash. There we go. Oh, I guess. (laughs) 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 All right, so, sorry to interrupt, Mitch. Go. Oh, please. Well, speaking of DC, Justice League spoilers and non-spoilers review up on the channel. Thor, Ragnarok, same there. Spoilers and non-spoilers, so some pretty big, some pretty cool stuff in the superhero worlds out in the cinemas at the moment. On our uh, separate channel, Get Into Gates, uh, we talk Stargate SG-1, one episode a week. Uh, we're introducing a new fan to the show. We're currently almost midway through Season 3, so you can join Get Into Gates over there and just everything Get Into Geek. Just find us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Get Into Geek. Drop us a line, getintogeek at gmail.com. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Come and talk to me about TV, movies, superheroes, all that jazz. And if you want to contact these other two guys, just come to us through Geek. Send a letter. Send a letter. <laughs> Send a raven. Get into geek.com.